Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Game day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Well, One, two, three. It's time for the post-game show with Shope and the Bulldog. Hey everybody, the Bills win their fourth straight and improve to 10-3 and three with a wet, cold win over the Jets, 20-12. to 12. It wasn't easy. But that doesn't matter, at least, you know, in terms of the standings. It matters a lot to how we talk about this team and this game, and you too. And it's very rare, I think, that it's very rare, I think, that a play from the first half is a play I want to focus on the most. But that play, Bulldog, when the Jets jumped offside and tackled Dawson Knox when he was. Knox got under center there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about that as we go. I think we're already going to the stadium here. Who's up? Josh Allen. Okay, here's okay. that. Hi. Just came out and they were fired up and uh, they played really well tonight. Josh, what do you think was that attributed to the, the, the first half struggles in the offense, trying to get that rhythm? Um, I think I think we hurt ourselves early on, um, whether it be decisions or um, penalty here or there, just kind of you know put us out of funk and uh, put us into some second and third and long situations, which we got to stay out of. Um, you know, I I don't know what we were on third down tonight, but I know it wasn't it wasn't good. Um, so that's something we got to clean up on. And obviously, typically during the season, we're, we're good on third down. So um, again, credit to credit to those guys. They came out and played hard. Josh, you had a little something going out of empty when you spread them out. The digs passed was out of empty. Did, you know, just what do you think about that? The spreading them out helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think as a quarterback, you love love to have you know uh, that type of offense where. You can see everything, and um, you know we felt like the, the empty was going to give them some fits in terms of, you know, the coverages that they would check into and where our guys were located out on the field. Um, so we just kind of rode that for a while, and it was uh, pretty beneficial for us. Hey Josh, the play where Dawson got percentage through the penalty. How often do you guys practice that? Uh, it's been it's been uh, every Saturday for maybe the last 11, 12 weeks. Um, I thought it was a heck of a call, and I'm just glad we got it. That's. Uh, those are the good ones. I think we scored on that drive too. So, did we? Yeah. 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 Again, uh, guys doing their job. Um, he gets the guy to to jump off sides and ends with the touchdown. And obviously, ran a heck of a route and made a a, a heck of a Superman heroic performance type dive there to get in. So, um, again, guys just want to just want to win football games here. Josh, obviously, same for both teams. But would you concede that that was a tough day to play offense? Uh, for sure, but again, it was, it was tough for them too. I don't think the elements were um, all that uh, all that out of the ordinary for here. You know, I think it's something that we've practiced in before, we've played in before. Um, you know, we just got to find a way to, to be better. Yeah, oh, that run again. The, uh, was that kind of like they pulled and cleared the way for you? Did you see pre-snap the look look good to you, or how to just describe that? Play? Yeah, I mean, it's just a it's really just a read off that that defensive end there, and I felt like he got some width with James and. Just followed, followed the guys in. That's all it was. 
Josh, the long run that ended in the hurdle, uh, can you take us through that play? And it seemed like you needed all all the, the hurdle there to get the first down. Yeah, I guess so. I uh, Third down, obviously, I think it was third and 12 or 13. Uh, stepped up. I felt like they were in man coverage. Um, just started going, and uh, there was just somebody kind of there. I didn't know where anybody else was out behind me to my right side, so I didn't feel comfortable kind of you know putting my shoulder down. Um, not to say that jumping over anybody's any better, but... Uh, yeah, worked out. There's something freeing about playing in those two-minute scenarios. It feels like you guys on offense have a lot of success after the Mosley jump off sides. You guys kind of clicked at that point. Yeah, I, I just think we're so well-equipped in terms of what we do in our offense, um, some of the play calls that we have, um, you know, how we're able to get to the line of scrimmage fairly quickly and call some exotic pass plays. And um, I think that just kind of, again, when you're going two-minute on the ball and the defenses are sitting there, typically they, they can't get into anything exotic. You know, they're – they got to get ready for the ball to be snapped. So uh, I think it just puts them on their heels a little bit. And, again, uh, we've got so many different ways we can get the ball to our guys in those types of situations that I think it's a, it's a pretty big help for us. This offense has struggled to find its rhythm for about six games now. Is that a concern for you? No, we're 10-3. and three. You know, find ways to win football games. And um, well, that's not what you want to hear. But um, just playing complimentary, smart football, um, you know, not putting ourselves and our defense in bad situations and, um, you know, just trying to try and win football games no matter how it happens. It doesn't look like an offense that's good enough to win the Super Bowl right now. Okay. Josh, on, uh, on, you speak about the exotic looks. One thing that I, one nice little wrinkle, Stephon Diggs coming out of the backfield probably was the biggest play of the game on that 32 yards. Why not go back to that after you found some good success? Um, again, we just understand the flow of the game, the type of weather uh, that we were getting. Um, again, not, not making bad decisions and just you know, allowing our, our defense to go out there and play free and, and not put them in bad situations. How much of a factor was when Quinn Williams went out? I mean, that's a great player and you haven't scored with him on the field. I mean, I'm, I know you're not going to pin that on the win, but was that a kind of a key point in the game that, that happened? Uh, well, one, I hope, I hope he's okay. I'm not, I don't know the extent of, of the in injury. Um, he, he's a heck of a player. He really is. And, um, He's a nice guy on the football field, too. You know, we were talking a little bit before. Um, obviously, he went down there. Um, but he's a heck of a competitor, a heck of a player. Um, yeah, I'm sure anytime you lose somebody that like that on your on your defense, it's going to hurt. Johnson had a big play today. He had a big one in Kansas City. But it's been less of those than a year ago. Has his role been different, in your opinion? Do you think it's been different things needed from him? And maybe that's why there hasn't been as many big plays from him? I think every every game, the flow of it's different. Um, you know, incorporating different guys, obviously trying to switch it up. Uh, he's been doing such a good job in our in our run game, uh, in our pass protection. Um, but again, you see the type of weapon he is with the ball in his hand. So, again, just finding new ways to to get him the ball and um, allow our guys to make some plays for us. Thank you, guys. Josh Allen at the podium. Knox. Last question was about him. Four for 41 and that first-half touchdown, the only points of the first half that uh, led the team in both catches and yards in a tough game. 20-12, to 12, Bills over the Jets. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Locker room sound, live from the locker room as that was. Josh Allen brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. So, the touchdown's big for Knox and big for the Bills in this game and also that play we are starting to talk about before Allen rudely had the nerve to go to the podium about five seconds after we took uh, air. 
and then take a question about that play. <laughs> yes. Come on. <laughs> Get a sandwich first. Kind of teed us up for it, though, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that, that was, a, I think, a, a pretty key play. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, how much different, you know, certainly the score would have been different if the Bills hadn't converted there. Maybe they were in. Were they in field goal range? No, that- no. It was like before midfield. They could have gone for it. Boomer Siason said that. I'm glad somebody did. That we don't know for sure that they would have punted, even if they yeah. call timeout or that they're not going to go for it if they take delay of game. But right. so we don't know that for sure. And I doubt uh, McDermott will tell us or even be asked about it. Right. Whether they were really going to snap it to Dawson Knox or I yeah, know, I guess they. You know, if that didn't work, they could have called the timeout. But the clock was probably pretty close to run out by then. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking. I don't have that play memorized. Uh, obviously, I already speculated that were they in field goal range. You're right there to tell no. me no. So, um, but yeah, key, you know, key, key moment, you know, to get some points there. It was just a slugfest kind of game. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm guessing our audience isn't tuning in to hear us talk about how tough Mike White is, but I don't know how <laughs> you can't be impressed by that guy. I mean, holy cow! Do you think he's good though? I think he's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's got like high end talent, but he gets the ball out quickly, and you know he didn't, he didn't turn it over today. I mean, they've got to, they've got to play out the season with him, right? Yeah, the, the thing, I think so. I think yeah. Garrett Wilson's good, and some of these plays you're watching on TV, and they just look like floaters. And the there's Garrett Wilson like standing still alone at the <laughs> sideline, or a couple of those toe tap plays he made at the sideline, really good. And that's one thing Zach Wilson wasn't doing. Like, yeah. they weren't getting that kind of production out of Garrett Wilson. So he's nice. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, I was impressed with White, even though you know it wasn't a very prolific day. I just to take the beating he took from that defense yeah. and keep coming was uh, was really impressive. I, I even said it when I was watching this with my oldest son, and I said like, if he when he came walking out the second time from the locker room in the second half, like if he comes back in the game, I'm gonna have a hard time not rooting for him. Like I just like at least not to get hurt again, you know. I just I felt yeah. I felt terrible uh, watching the guy get pounded like that. Yeah, there's that one. I don't need this, but there's there's one viral thing on the internet. It's comedy where this there it's penalty kicks in soccer, and the goalie is just getting hit in the face all the time and just <laughs> yes, suffering. Yes, I know and it, I feel like yeah. he's going to come back in, and he starts to roll left and like just throw it, <laughs> throw it, so you don't right. get drilled again. Play after play, after he'd returned for the second time. Tough guy, you're right. We've got Sean McDermott coming up, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. Let's get you the Skyworks stats of the game, Skyworks Equipment Rental, Building America from the Ground Up. Visit skyworksllc.com. Eric Wood had the Bills at 232 total yards. Your, you use ESPN, you might have that number. I've got yep. the individual stats, but... Is that the lowest of the year? I mean, I've got two thirty-two for the game, and I don't have the whole season here. But okay. it almost has to be unless the other Jet game was lower. I'll get you that. It wasn't. They were both close around three ten in that game. I remember. Okay. Uh, Allen sixteen for twenty-seven, one forty-seven, and a passing touchdown. He also leads the Bills in rushing, ten for forty-seven and one, kind of a walk-in score. I uh, mentioned Knox four for forty-one receiving, Diggs three for thirty-seven. Not much. One good play. 132-yard catch and run in the second half. Davis, 3-for-31. McKenzie, 3-for-21. McKenzie had one bounce off of him. Uh, So, you know, not a great day for the passing game overall. Devin Singletary, 8-for-39 rushing. 
White, 27 for 44, 268. Zonovan Knight, 17 for 71, and a rushing touchdown. Garrett Wilson, 6 for 78. Elijah Moore, 6 for 60. Bills, 10 and 3. First place, extending their lead over Miami in the AFC East to a game and a half. Miami plays at the Chargers tonight. Kansas City is playing now at Denver, leading 3 nothing in the first quarter. So we have McDermott still to come, and your calls too, 716-803-0550. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Happy holidays. We'll take a break. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Josh going to throw. Pocket collapsing. Darts up the middle. Going to run with it. Keeps it and runs with it. 35. Across the 40. Gets spun around, and he goes down. And he's got the first down at the 41-yard line. A 16-yard scramble for Josh Allen. Quincy Williams gave him a ride at the end of that play. Josh bounces right back up. Wow. That is our electric play of the game. A key Josh Allen first down, well, scramble for a first down. The electric play of the game is brought to you by Town BMW. I, I apologize. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's line of EVs. I saw what you did, or I guess I heard what you did. You, you started to say first down run, and then you don't know what? It's a third down run that became a first down. Right. I yeah. think I agree with that. Def, the way you did it has to be right. First Thank down you. run would be a, a first down play. It's a first down play, right? It, not a play mm. that goes for a first down. Feel any differently about this Bills team's chances after this game? This is four in a row, all wins, <laughs> but they've all been hard in their own ways, and like that's got to be okay. In this league, that's got to be okay to string yeah. together wins where you just don't cruise. Sure. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, look, it doesn't have to be the right approach, uh, but the, the approach I've chosen, like I, I trust the talent on this team. Um, I, mo- I mostly trust the coaching. Um, and I, I sort of feel like these days, a day like today where, you know, what, what have I got? I've got some Hellraisers up front that are giving my line trouble. Um, I've got some weather conditions that aren't exactly favorable. Like just, I don't know, I, I start to approach some of these games like you talk about the NCAA tournament, which is survive in advance, right? Just like get through it and we'll have another game in two days. I mean, in this case, you don't have another game in two days, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. Like you, you keep on track here. Uh, you're 10-3. and three. You, You're not going to be any worse than you were after last week's games, which is the top of the conference. And, you know, let's see. Maybe they'll get some more help. Um, but the form they're in, sure. Um, would we all feel better? Would I feel better if Josh Allen was throwing for 350 and four touchdowns? Yeah. Um, but – you know, not every day is going to be that, and it's it's becoming more the norm for it not to be that. I still want to trust that when it's going to be needed, they will have it to call on. But I'm I'm not going to – I don't throw wins back, you know. I mean, just get out of there and hopefully relatively healthy. We saw Bates limp off. I, I don't think there was really anything else that I noticed during this game as far as the Bills end goes. The Jets took a beating. A lot of key guys left this game for them and did not return. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm just get through it and get ready for the next one uh, at this point. I, I, there'll be time for them to get in some sort of better shape, finger quotes, offensively than they're in right now because they're not – I mean, the third downs were brutal today. 
their line was compromised. There was a lot of holding. False starts to me are are an indication you're you're getting beat off your spot, so you're trying to cheat a little, mm-hmm. or you're just like not you know you're you're in your own head about getting beat. So they were kind of sloppy, but defensively they were up to it and and able to keep the Jets in check. So it didn't really hurt them very much. So I'll add to this. We'll talk about it some more as we go here. Seven one six eight zero three zero five fifty. Still waiting on Sean McDermott. Let's now get the first response from the fans. Brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Here is Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hey, what's going on, guys? Just want to get a sense of, like, how you guys are thinking about the Diggs situation. I mean, it, it, I, I love the games where Diggs is going for a nine for 150, and then the other times where it feels like we get to the middle of the second quarter and, and it's the first time he's had his first catch. I mean, mm-hmm. is, is there a balance that you guys see with Diggs that's, that's the right approach that, that they haven't kind of reached yet? Or, or how are you thinking about that? I'm really not thinking about it as any sort of problem. Today was a game like you're talking about. I mean, look it up. Last week he went 7 for 92. In Detroit he went 8 for 77 on 15 targets. Cleveland was this. Cleveland was, where's the ball? And Diggs, you saw him get demonstrative on the field. That game, he scores a touchdown before halftime. Week before, 12 for 128 on 16 targets against Minnesota. Like, I mean, I feel like in the league this year, teams are having a tough, a tougher time throwing the ball downfield. This team has made it look easy for two and a half years. And also to this, not just weather, but think about the scores of their games Going back to Green Bay, Green Bay was a game that was kind of over at halftime. At least that's how the Packers seem to treat it. The Jet game wasn't, but Minnesota was. Minnesota was, what, 27-10 in yeah. the second half? So, you know, you can call it a mistake, but teams tend to not, you know, feed their receivers when they're up two touchdowns or more in the second half. The Cleveland game was this. The Lions game was closer. The Patriot game was exactly this. And today, like the Jets had the ball a lot in the second half, but the Bills had a double-digit lead for almost the whole great great job covering Jets. But really, the, the whole second half was 20-7, to 17-7. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you think there's a problem? I really don't. I, I don't think there's a problem. I mean, I think you can pick and choose through plays and sort of you might like to know why Allen goes where Allen goes. There was one third down play that I noticed there was maybe a drop to McKenzie or a pass defense. I don't know if a guy got a hand in there or whatever it was, but um, where I, I was watching, Diggs was in the slot, and it looked to me like he beat his man and ran across the middle of the field, and I just thought, like, that's the kind of play. I've got this guy. I trust him to beat his guy, and I might want my quarterback just, like, hanging out waiting for Diggs to come clean, and he did. But he'd already decided to go to McKenzie, and you know, I don't know. I, I might just trust Diggs more uh, there, but I, I don't think you know. I don't think there's a problem. I think this this was just the a, a game script that was not in everything combined. Their DBs, the weather, the score. Like we're just gonna be careful and make sure we don't give them easy points. They did on a block punt. Uh, thank God that was only a safety. Um, but it, I think it, it became, to me, a game very much when it's scoreless as long as it was. 
where you're like, don't be the team that turns it over. And I think the Bills maybe had that on their minds, and maybe Allen did and was more careful uh, than maybe if you're in better conditions. Um, but I don't think I don't I don't sense a crisis in Diggs land at all, really. Yeah, they have the luxury of having such a good defense, so many impact players that are just tough to handle, so that they have been in this situation and offensively were asking questions most weeks <laughs> since like. I don't know, Kansas City, but they're able to win these games anyway. And, you know, may that continue. I mean, are the Jets, I kind of want to say something here about quality of opponent, Patriots, Lions, Browns. Lions look pretty good. Are the Jets pretty good? I made a lot of noise this week about Jets versus Dolphins. The Jets played, I think, a much better game against the Bills than the Dolphins did. They both won those those home games. And I think the Jets upgraded a quarterback since then. So what have we got here? You know, it was close. <laughs> it was that that play where the Jets jump offside, Mosley. If the Bills really are punting there, you've got you're clo- you're coming up on the two minute warning in a scoreless game. And if the Jets can get a couple of first downs, like you know, it's, you, mm-hmm. you're nervous. Yeah. But that touchdown mattered a lot. You knew it was not going to be a high scoring game at that point. And then after 7-7, the Bills had another great drive to go right back ahead and were never caught. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. 20-12 to is the final. We're still waiting on Sean McDermott, so let's get back to the phones. We have Arthur next. Hi, Arthur. Arthur, are you there? Okay, I'm not sure he's talking to us. I don't think so. That's kind of important. Here's Russ next. Hi, Russ. Hi, how you doing? Good, Russ. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, Obviously, um, it was a good win for the Bills. But um, there's a couple of points I'd like to bring up and see how you guys take it. Um, The first one, you know, compared to the first three games of the season or so, um, the Bills seem to be very aggressive the, the whole game. And especially in situations toward the end of the game where they I've noticed that the last couple of games, they seem to have lost some of that aggressiveness. That, that I guess I'll call it killer instinct. That's that's the first thing. And then uh, the use of James Cook again, just lack imagination. Um, and uh, you know, in their whole offense and, and how they use him, I think they could be a little bit more creative. And then third point, um, Trey White. It's it's good to have him back, but. He seems to he seemed to have struggled today a little bit, um, and I don't know if he's. Uh... You know, we, we got to go. I made that note too, actually. Russ Sean McDermott at the podium. I guess he's not. I did write down. I uh, the tr- I thought Trey White yeah, might have he, been having a he, tough day. Yeah, I mean Wilson's good, and um, yeah, they, he was. You know, he wasn't beaten by a ton, but he got he got beat a couple times in this game. Um, so I don't know if that's, you know, he's, you know, struggling still getting up to speed or what, but, um, th- you know, there were some plays made on him. Now we're ready. Here's the coach. Get a win. Uh, good to get a win in the division in particular against a good football team, well-coached team. They played extremely hard. It plays extremely hard. I thought uh, Tyler Bass was really good today in, in, in tough conditions. Defense really stepped up. Um, 
you know, played a physical ball game, took the ball away, and uh, and were able to, was able to seal the game down the stretch there. And then the offense, I, I thought, got into a rhythm before half, and Doris and the offensive staff made some adjustments, and then we started clicking a little bit there. Uh, overall, plenty to work on, uh, starting with fundamentals and, and then some things, obviously, that, that didn't go our way. we got to get better at. So we've got a short week. Um, the Dolphins coming in here. So with that, I'll turn it over to you. Let me, let me, sorry, real quick, Jerry. Uh, I thought the crowd also was outstanding. Um, uh, great atmosphere in Buffalo here, and, and uh, you can tell how important this is to the, to the fans. So great to, uh, great to hear them like I did, like we did today. Sorry. I want to thank you to get better at getting into a rhythm earlier because it's been a lot in the last six games of just not getting into a quick enough. Yeah. Um, listen, they're a good defense, you know, so I'll, I'll start there and give them the credit. But, you know, overall, not not enough early enough for us. Um, you know, fundamentally, we dropped some passes. We were off the mark a little bit earlier with with our passing game, and then um, just got to do a better job uh, being more consistent. Being more consistent there. We talked about a, a physical a physical play at the defensive front in particular. I remember talking in New York after they kind of ran it on you late. You talked about winning the battle on the line of scrimmage. How would you assess that part of the game? Yeah, you know, again, without looking at the film, it was uh, what we were looking for. Sean, the uh, Knox play where he was under center to draw the penalty, what made this the right move to, to try that, that situation? Um, just felt like, you know, situationally, that's that was the best call for us right there. Uh, I thought it was a great design by by uh, the offensive staff and the players executed there. So it's a uh, good situational football. As a follow-up on his touchdown pass, how big are his impact plays going to be down the stretch after his first touchdown? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's important that that we complement each other, not just offensively and defensively and special teams, but also within our offense, that different guys are stepping up. And when their number's called, you're expected to make the play. Sean, your defense made plays, kept them out of the uh, end zone late, but you talk a lot about finishing games, both offense and special teams. Yeah. What what did you see there? You know, you had obviously the block punt in late, yeah. and then the offense not able to get what you need to maybe put it away before it goes back. Yeah, we got to, I mean, all, all three, we got to look at look at that and and be objective, be very objective about that, and be truthful, and um, you know whether it's the punt team in that situation or um, you know the offense and making sure we can put the game away. We had an opportunity there, I think, on the on the first throw, and so again that starts with me putting them in position and then just being fundamentally better in those situations. So it's gonna that's important that we that we continue to grow in that area for sure. More than just two guys on defense today, obviously, but Russo and Milano look like tip of your spear today. Can you just comment on those guys, just make them plays? Yeah, I mean, it's that's they were preparing all week, um, and that's really where it started. Was they were getting the right themselves in the right mindset. They were putting the time in um, to come out and play with with that type of fire. It was fun to watch. Obviously, Sean, the decision to throw on first down there at the end uh, is made in, with the the mindset that a first down wins the game for you, but. Uh, what gave you the confidence in that situation to throw as opposed to making them use all three of their timeouts there? Yeah, I trust trust my players. Trust our players, and uh, we had a good play call there and liked it, and um, just got to execute a little bit better right there. How much would you say the conditions impacted things offensively? You seem to have some drops today. Do you think the, the weather factored in there at no, all? No, that, was, that, wasn't, that wasn't because of the weather. We just got to be better fundamentally. Sean, what does it say about Matt Milano, the way that he played today after missing practice almost the entire week? Yeah, he's tough as nails. Um, guys love him for it. We got a, a bunch of guys, you know, that have been out. Guys playing hurt. Um, not just Matt, but Matt, Matt had a uh, had a busy week in the training room and goes out there and plays his 
plays his butt off for his teammates. So I applaud him for it. Coach, uh, when last week you had Xavier start at corner for you this week, he was a healthy scratch. What was the reason there to kind of shift things around at corner? Uh, just um, you know, trying to put our best guys out there. They're just looking at things and trying to put our best 11 out there so we can play our best football. Coach, care to talk about the way Shaq lost and A.J. Espinosa and Ed Oliver played and Obama and uh, I thought the D-line overall, um, you know, you could feel them, you know, to the earlier question. So I haven't you know, looked at the stat sheet and who got what, but uh, when, you're, when you're playing hard, you're coming off the ball, you're establishing the line of scrimmage. I mean, I don't know what they – they got a couple runs on us there, but, um, you know, to stop the run, it's the entire defense, not just the defensive line. So uh, we'll, look, we'll look at those. But, I, I, again, I could feel that defensive line, um, and it looked like we, we hit the quarterback a couple times too. Coach, how big of a play was uh, Hamlin's uh, that forced fumble? Uh, yeah, it was huge. Uh, both both takeaways. Uh, I think Daquan got one right early, or at least he recovered recovered it, and um, and then Demar's forced fumble, and I think when Matt Matt got that one. So you know, good things happen when you finish plays, and and you finish you finish you finish plays the right way, uh, with violent hands, and and you run to the ball. Good things happen. What were your impressions of that? Secondary's performance today, Trey White rounding into form. Do you see him returning to his full efficacy here? And how about Dane Jackson? Seems like he's he struggled a bit in recent weeks. That may continue today. Uh, you know, again, the ball was being spread around. It looked like I thought Trey had some good plays. I thought Dane made some good plays. So there, you know, as a corner, you got to have a short memory. And, and uh, the most important thing is you stay mentally tough and you battle. And it looked look like both of those guys were battling out there. Fans seem to live, play to play a lot of times. As I think we've talked about that over over the years. Dane struggled at times, but is there? You talked about trusting your players. Do you just have trust in Dane? Talk to me about. I'm not sure if Dane I Jackson. do. I have trust in Dane Jackson. Yes, yes. Coach on that play. I don't know if you're looking for something else. No. Yeah. No, I trust all the players. I mean, whether it's Xavier, Xavier. Uh, I think Joe, you asked about X being down this week. <clears throat> Doesn't mean we don't trust them. It's hey, it's the way it is. You only, we can only dress so many, and um, we go back to work and practice this week, and we'll see we'll see how it ends up next next game. So when a player may be going through some struggles, do, do you look back on the extent of his track record with you as opposed to maybe a, a short blip when relying on making that decision move, moving forward? Do you look at the overall track record maybe more so than a, a an identifiable? I mean, you look at everything, just like you guys make decisions, right? You try and do the best uh, job you can of making a good, thorough decision by weighing everything. And some things obviously are weighted more than others, and um, you just do the best you can. I mean, there's no crystal ball. I wish there were. It'd make the job a lot easier, that's for sure. John, there, was, there were a couple times defensively where you guys did a great job first and second down, put them way behind the sticks, yeah. and gave up a third and eight, third and ten, third and twelve. How, how is that fixable, I guess, is well, I mean, again, you got to start with giving them credit. They're going to make some plays. They've got a good receiving core, and um, I thought the, the tight end may, or the uh, quarterback made some good throws in the midst of getting hit quite a bit. Um, so, but yeah, that's something we'll definitely look at. And um, you know, those third and longs. I mean, I think we were one of the tops in the in the uh, NFL last year, and this year not so much. So it's something we got to continue to work on, and the execution, the plan, the leverage, and coverage, and. Um, it's got to work together there. So it seemed like you had a good look of, on the play that you threw the challenge flag. Was that from upstairs that you got word to throw it, or was that? Um, no, no. At the end of the day, it's on me, right? So I just felt like 
had three timeouts. Don't like, don't, don't love a ton using those in the second half, right? Um, in case you need it, but we felt like we were in a pretty good spot, and they had just gotten a first down. So I thought it was a reasonable challenge to affect maybe the rhythm and just slow it down a little bit, you know. So they're, they're looking to get in, in a little bit of a passing offense and just kind of change up the rhythm a little bit. What do you say about your defense? Yeah, again, I thought, you know, the, the, uh, they did a good job putting the players in position and the players came out hungry, you know, so um, and just a good, good team defensive effort, I thought, overall. A lot of guys getting to the ball, a lot of guys uh, contributing both run and pass. Are they hungry to prove they can be the defense they were last year, even without Vaughn, obviously? Uh, that's probably a better question for them. What do you see in them? Do you sense that in them, that they're... They don't like the fact that the world thinks without Bond, they, they aren't going to be good enough. We'll see. We'll see. Right. Anything health-wise now, Coach? Any uh, report on health? Yeah, I don't know much. I haven't, haven't visited with Nate here. So, um, no, that's it. Um, glory to God, man. Thank him for the, for the win, and uh, great to be a part of it here. Anything else? We're good. Thanks, guys. Sean McDermott and the Bills over the Jets, 20-12 to to go to 10-3 and atop the AFC, AFC East and the AFC. Kansas City at 9-3 and playing now, leading in Denver 13 to nothing with the ball early in the second quarter. Mike Shope and the Bulldog with more postgame discussion right away next. First this time out, this is Buffalo Bills football. Let's get back into it. Bills over the Jets today, 20-12. to 12. As we do, we need to give our affiliates 10 seconds to identify themselves here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo. WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo. 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Good job, affiliates. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. You can reach us, 716-803-0550. A game like ones we've seen and talked about of late, where the standard being so much higher than it used to be, good, good job, yay. Mm, where's Stiggs? Where's Davis? What's going on? 150 passing yards or whatever it was. What was the number? 174, 147. Um, you know, it's been kind of a struggle. In these recent games, they have run the ball well enough to really just kind of cancel the second half. The New England game would be one. The Browns game, I think you could say that about Green Bay. Not so much in this game. Like, really, the Jets, did they not, you think, had the ball? I wonder what time of possession looked like in the second half or the fourth quarter. Mostly Jets. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't have the splits on on uh, on that here uh, available. Why not? To, to get, I, I'm just not equipped for that. I, well, maybe we should be doing that, like a, like a stopwatch. Keep our own time of possession mm. during games. Okay. Maybe that would be called let me for. Know how that, let me know how that works out for you. Do you have a stopwatch? I mean, I have a phone. Yeah, that's what I have. <laughs> a phone. That's what I have. Yeah, I don't know. Ta- ta- I mean, the Jets did have overall um, a- almost a 10-minute time of possession advantage. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they had the ball you know, a lot in the second half. Let's get back to your calls. We have Ken with us. Hi, Ken. Hey, good evening, fellas. How you doing? Good, Ken. Thanks for calling. Great, fine. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're you're great. Go ahead, Ken. It's hard to be, uh, you know, picky about a win. That's for sure because they're so hard to come by. I'm good, thanks. And um, you know, 
the Bills won. So obviously we could not afford to lose. We could not lose our first uh, our place status in the AFC East. We couldn't lose our status as the number one seed. I got all that. That's that has to be. That can't be magnified enough. But there are some red flags, gentlemen. There are some red flags. It seems stunning to me that we had 11 days or so to prepare for this team, yet we look so ill-prepared. That's one concern. The other, we seem to be almost intimidated by the Jets at home. And it wasn't just my own observation. I saw this, and even Phil Simms of CBS noted the same, that the Bills looked like they were scared. And I don't, I'm, I'm, and I don't believe we're a scary team. How, how would it, anybody, how, you know, do, with due respect, Ken, or you know, if you know Phil Simms, how would anybody make that, draw that conclusion? What what do you see on the screen that says we're afraid? We looked timid. We didn't have any intensity about us. We 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 weren't we weren't fighting for the ball. We were dropping the ball. McDermott said it. We just did look. We look like a team that was concerned about the Jets as we should have been, but we played like we were concerned. We played like we were afraid of making mistakes. We played like we were afraid to hit them in the mouth. Okay. It wasn't until we got that play. With the fourth, that was a great call. And even for Dorsey, for, for, for that to be his best call is another red flag. I mean, we we did not capitalize on the fact that they used that wide nine technique. There were so many running lanes inside, we didn't even exploit. But they did. Uh, but Matt Singlet- no, they did not. Enough. Singletary had a really good run average, but he didn't get enough carries. We didn't, we no. didn't, we, he had like seven or eight carries. That was that was not a good strategy, game plan wise. Okay. Let- we didn't exploit the fact that they were coming away. And if I could say one other thing, too, before you guys go for it. The fact that we gave up so many third and longs is another red flag. You guys asked when McDermott was asked that during his press conference. It's a very good question. We are not blitzing on third and long, and teams are getting more confident. Even a Mike White, I was screaming from my seat, you know, in my living room, blitz, 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 and we finally sent the blitz when Milano got a nice hit on Mike White, put him out the game, and really changed the Jets' feeling about their ability to really okay. stay with us. Okay. So those are red flags that I think we need to be mindful of going forward. Big win, important win, but a lot of red flags. Okay. A lot of red flags. Okay. Thank you. I don't have anything to say about any of those things. Like the third and long point, fine. And McDermott did it did well at the press conference. Like, yeah, last year we were better at this, and we have to figure that out. Sure. Yeah. But how does anybody watch a football game on TV and draw some sort of grandiose conclusion about that they're afraid to play the Jets? Like, there's a difference between wanting to win and wanting to execute and, you know, not being able to do it. It doesn't mean you don't want to. It doesn't mean you're in fear. The other team's good, right? Doesn't everybody know that by now? Like, the Jets' defense is good. They were good the first time they played them, and they beat the Bills, and they were good today. And they've been good most weeks. So, like, why do I have to be feeling something? Like, can't I just play and maybe I drop the ball because I'm human? Or maybe they have a good play drawn up and I... Don't complete the pass. Like, I don't know. One one word never mentioned by Ken in his lengthy commentary about the game was Jets. Like, come on, the other team exists. He might have actually said Jets. I wanted to be clever there. But, you know, that's relevant, isn't it? Were they, did they have to be afraid? Phil Simms would have really said on TV I didn't that see the that. Bills were I, afraid. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, what? I mean, the, the Jets are a handful up front. And they did cause a lot of disruption up front. Um, you know, the, the, the penalties, uh, holding, and false starts. Like, they, they, they won their share up there. But I don't know. The Bills weren't aggressive. They weren't they – weren't, they were timid. They were scared. I mean, they knocked the starting quarterback out of the game twice. I, I, I don't know. I, I, and they don't blitz. They're not a blitzing team. Which is good. Right. So, 
They have you been know, one of the best teams in the league at pass defense for like five years. Yeah, I, and I would want to even look at the at the play the, the caller's giving them credit for blitzing on because certainly, yes, Milano coming, it, you know, if everyone else still comes. But they, there were a couple plays that I noticed, linebackers rushing and guys dropping off the line of scrimmage. And, and I would need to look at that play again to see, like, did they really blitz or did Milano come and did someone else drop off? Because they did that and they do that. Um, so they, you know, try to gain an advantage that way just by confusing the guys up front. So I have no problem with them not blitzing, but to say they weren't aggressive, I mean, I don't know, man. They they caused they caused the only two turnovers of the game, unless the block punt counts as a turnover, which I suppose no, it can. Doesn't. Um, but I, I yeah, I don't know. I it there are things to pick apart. I don't know that I agree with any of Ken's problems, mm. but I think you know they're they're not super sharp on offense. Um, you know, they did drop the ball today. I like that McDermott didn't go to, you know, it was cold and slippery and wet. No, um, never, so, never, ever, 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 right? <laughs> like, it is a, it is ingrained in him to never use the weather. Never blame anything on the weather. But I will. I think those sure. are tough conditions to play football in. So I would hate know. it. I would hate if, I would have hated sitting in the weather, I, watching uh, the game. 100%. I've done really? it Really? Like, times. just, right. was that... That wasn't. For, that wouldn't be for me, not anymore. Uh, here is Alex next. Hi, Alex. Hi, Al. Uh, am I on? Yes. Yeah, Alex, you're on the air. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Never called into a radio station before. Listen, I, I'm going to put this the best way I know how. I almost choked on my triple cheese meat burger watching our offense the first half. I don't know how else to say this other than we need to get more action in the game. I want to see more dog piles, more kicks, more guy action. Okay. I don't know how else to say that either. Jerry is next. Hello, Jerry. 25 years. Hey, boys. Thanks for having me on. First time, long time. Wish I had a story about choking on a cheese. You called us, so, hey, it's just that easy. Good to talk to you, Jerry. Hey, I'd like to uh, bring some attention to, I think, the uh, obvious hole in our offense tonight, which was uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Seemed like, uh, I don't know if he stuck his hands in the freezer or had boxing gloves on. Hmm. Well, we've had this with McKenzie. Right. He's we, not a dependable receiver. Right, he's, he's not. So that, that's part of the reason why when, you know, a lot of this is circumstantial, but, you know, I, I, I mentioned a play earlier where it was a third down play and McKenzie ends up dropping it, and I watched Diggs, I think, off the line beat his guy, which you'd expect him to do. He's such a technician. And I'm thinking as the play is unfolding, like, you got to go to Diggs here. It's third down, he's your guy, and he's going to beat his man. So just have something set up for him, and so I, I don't know. Like McKenzie's been, McKenzie's what McKenzie is. Like he's going to give you some stuff. It's a high wire, like, but but it's not. It is not dependable. It's like, it's almost the opposite of what they had in the slot for three years with Beasley, yeah. which was there's nothing dynamic there, but. It is, I mean, solid as Sears. It's just there. You know what they sell. You know what it's going to cost, and like that's it. And, and you're not getting anything more than that. No. McKenzie might give you more, but he also will let you down. Sometimes free shipping, but the, usually only around the holidays. You know what I mean? Like a dozen, like a dozen Sears stores left in North America. If that, I don't even know. I don't even know. It, it's Sorry. it's been a useful line for many years. Yeah. Dude, Bills. I need some new material. Solid as some 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 new place. Amazon. Twenty to twelve. Bills over the Jets. Kansas City has upped its lead in Denver to twenty to nothing in the first half.
Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. This is Buffalo Bills football. Takes the snap, and Josh, and he gives it to, no, Josh keeps it himself, and he drives forward, and he is in. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen faked the handoff and ran forward for the five-yard touchdown run. As Josh Allen's rushing touchdown in today's win over the Jets, eye on the quarterback is what we're about right now, and that's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business, is protecting your business. On the afternoon, Allen passing 16 of 27 for 147 and one touchdown. No picks. He was sacked three times, and he carried the ball 10 times for 47 yards, and that touchdown that you just heard had a long carry of 16 in which he hurdled yet another grown-ass man. And it's just sort of like, okay, whatever. For his career, by season, <laughs> Allen rushing touchdowns, 8, 9, 8, 6, 6 with today's with four games left, or, yeah, four games left. Just can't say enough about what he is to watch as a runner, and I can't imagine what he is to try to defend as a runner, and just the importance of that in everything they do. These yeah. third-down runs are just like free they're like turnovers. They're like roughing the passer penalties or whatever. Like third and fifteen, that play where he runs for sixteen yards over, jumped over the guy. Like, right. what are you supposed to do on a defense? You can't really just play. You can't play defense the way you want to. And he's not the only quarterback that poses this threat. But you can't play defense the way you want to. Sort of the way, if you will, you were taught <laughs> to, with with respect to the quarterback. If the quarterback can just sort of cheat the game and just convert like that almost on any kind of any kind of play yeah well if you've been wondering um you know not that we have well we've pondered we've talked about it plenty whether designed runs would sort of you know jump back into the stream here after taking a few few weeks off maybe sitting at a rest stop it seemed that way with the elbow injury um boy the end of that lions game into last week and now today um I mean, it's 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 back. It, it there's no I think there's no more limitations on that if there were to begin with. I mean, it might have just been coincidental, I don't know, but they're back to encouraging him to run or letting him run. It's a lot of I want to make another point here, but it's a lot of oh, they're not doing this now, and you have to maybe ask yourself is it because they don't need to be? Allen running would be an example of that. We've kind of all just assumed that the elbow was why that went away for a couple of games. Uh, maybe it's right, but whether it's Diggs, a caller earlier was concerned that Diggs isn't getting the ball enough, you know, whatever. Um, they have double-digit leads in the second half almost every week, and you can hold back important facets of your offense in those situations. Sometimes it can be it can backfire. I think Minnesota is that game where it backfired because Minnesota eventually caught up and beat them. So the Allen run, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here, the Allen run, the 16-yard play to the left game is scoreless it's the second play of the second quarter bad play the first play of the second quarter the bills started the second quarter second and 19 and handed off to cook who got five yards and like that's kind of a give up play right you know maybe cook breaks it but this team maybe it needed to be nice out or just sort of the the bills that we fantasize about that we think can win a super bowl are not handing off an inside draw on second and 19. That's what losing teams do. That's what Pittsburgh does. 
Like it's second on second and nineteen, the possession yeah. is already decided that I, it's over. I, I I think Jeremy White from our morning show on our Buffalo affiliate here, our flagship, um, has a thing where second and seventeen, if you run, your season's over. Yeah. So the Bills have done a little bit of this, <laughs> and in this game, in the freezing rain. You know, say what you want. Maybe it's okay. But second and 19 was an inside handoff to James Cook, who got five. And then third and 14 was the Allen play. Like the first good play. And then right after that is when Williams gets hurt for the Jets. He'd already had two sacks shortly yeah. after that. Shortly after that. Ten, not only ten punts in the first half, ten in a row to start the game. Jim Nance said that's the first time in six years in the, in the NFL where the first ten possessions of the game were all punts. And... CBS also had that the Bills punting on four possessions in a row, it happened to be the first four, is the third time, only the third time they've done that in any section of a game since 2019, and all three times were against the Jets. Which, I don't know, if they... It might not just be a, it might not be a coincidence. They, they, they maybe know how to play defense against the Bills. <laughs> maybe. I, don't I guess. Know. I guess. Yeah. They went three and out, I think I counted six times today. Yeah, the last one, too. I, yeah, fourth I quarter. So. Yeah. Wow. Uh, here's John with us. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good, John. Thanks for calling us. Great. Thank you. Uh, glad to be with you guys. Um, you know, uh, as we all know, great team. Um, started out great. Everybody's got us uh, heading towards the Super Bowl around the country, and obviously us. Great talent. Um and it seems like we've had a steady decline in the offense, and everybody's endorsed Dorsey. And I really think he's become beyond predictable. Um, what we've seen is every time they get up and it's second down, third down, whatever, um, we all pretty know, pretty much know what he's going to do. And it seems that the other teams seem to know as well. And I do not, I, John, I just want to say, I do not include myself in this group of people you say, assume you know the play calls whenever it's second or third down, watching the Bills. I am not one of those people. Okay. All right. I just seen teams predictable. It was a week ago. um, They did a great play. It was a run-pass option, and they faked left and threw across the middle to Knox. It was a great game. It was imaginative, and I just don't see those plays happening anymore. Nothing that seems out of the ordinary. I don't know. Yep. Have you guys noticed anything that seems different? That's a great call. I, I by think. Our- I, I think this. Is, I thanks, John. I think this is an an interesting example of how fickle the way fans watch football can be. What you're basically talking about, you're stopping just short of describing trick plays. You want imaginative. You're watching games and like, how does anybody out there not know what the next play is? I mean, I think I speak for some percentage of football fans who do not know what the next play is usually. So you're stopping just short of saying trick plays because trick plays are, oh, whoa. Gadgety. Whoa. What are you trying so hard for? Why? Can't you just line up and beat them like men? Too cute. <laughs> right. Too cute. So you wouldn't say it that way. I don't mean this personally. Nobody would say it that way because nobody uses too cute as a compliment. You know, you're just, why are you trying to be so cute? Just run it right up in there. Although that's predictable. Here's the only thing that matters. Well, the only really the only thing that matters is did they win, but... Does it work? You know, and I think at the risk of being, I'm sure to fans like John, ridiculous sounding, I'm pretty sure most teams' fans would trade all of it in a heartbeat for this team's 
offense. You know, whatever they have, whether their offensive coordinator is considered predictable or whatever, they're third in the league in points, they're second in the league in yards, they're 10-3, and three. they're the one seed in the AFC, they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Still, that was not just a preseason game, we were pl- or an offseason game we were playing. It's actually true today. So, that has to say something, I think. Yeah, look, it, 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 isn't, it isn't looking easy, and if you are of the belief that when January comes, if this goes the way we want it to go, and they play Kansas City again, or, or some other good team, Cincinnati maybe should fit into this, uh, maybe even next week's game against Miami. They may need, if, it, if it's a day that's advantageous for throwing the ball, they may really need to like get back in touch with you know, 400-yard, four-touchdown Josh Allen because the Dolphins have been imaginative. They have gotten guys open, and Tua has hit them, and their passing game has been mostly prolific. They hit a pretty big bump last week in San Francisco. We'll see what the Chargers give them uh, tonight in California. Um, but, like, I understand the concern about the offense. I think anyone who's got their eyes open um, watching this team uh, can understand it that you probably think they're going to need to score and score and score like they did last year in the playoffs at Kansas City, whether they play them here or there. Um, And right now it's not happening. You know, I still think last year at this time, this team was wallowing on all sides of the ball and had a 7-6 and record after 13 games. And then they looked like what they looked like in January. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm not telling you they're holding back the good stuff for the games that really matter. That's not the point. Um, I guess I'm telling you, have some faith that they'll find the switch and that they'll find it when they need it. If they don't, you know, then the Super Bowl favorite stuff is going to be just that, a lot of talk. They're also very tough to score on. That helps. Scoring 20 points or, you know, these 24, was it in New England, good enough to win, not not even too tight, pretty comfortable. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Thanks for the call, John. Time out. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Carter, dodging a few tackles, driving forward, the ball comes out. Let's see, does Milano have it? He does. Milano comes out of it with a football. The hit from DeMar Hamlin jarred the ball loose, and Matt Milano comes up with it. Exactly what the Bills needed. There's our difference maker of the game, as selected by Murph and Eric Wood at the conclusion of today's game. It's Matt Milano today, and that is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than a 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Milano is a, what a stud. He is just, I know, we, we talk and talk and talk about the offense and the problems and the lack of imagination and the play calling and where's the explosiveness and where was Diggs today and, and all this sort of stuff. And you, you make the right point at the end of all of that, which is they're hard to score on. And Milano is a huge part of the reason for that. I mean, he is just sideline to sideline all over the field. Um, what a stud. Nine tackles today, seven of them solo, one for loss. That fumble recovery right there that you just heard, um, just a tremendous talent. Miami will be interesting. We'll see what they look like tonight. They have such a concentrated offense in terms of who gets the ball. They're interchangeable, somewhat interchangeable at running back, but of course Hill and Waddle are so much of what, how they're so good, like what they are, what they do. We'll see what they can do tonight. Off a loss in San Francisco, I think the right 
analysis, for me, the right analysis on that game in San Francisco that they lost was that, yes, the 49ers have a good defense, and they're crushing today, by the way, leading Tampa Bay 21 to nothing midway through the second quarter. But the Dolphins' plays were there, and Tua missed. So then he eventually was injured. I'm expecting good things tonight from them, and then it'll just build up to Saturday night. Um, do we want 39 and wet for this game Saturday night for Miami? What do we want? I would, I, I would, um, I would prefer no. No? As much as it might mean they can do their business, um, let's get these teams on the field and, and let them do what they do best. That's the game I'd like to see. I, maybe I'll feel differently after Miami comes in here and rolls up 500 yards of offense on the Bills or something. Um, I, I almost certainly will uh, if, if that were the way it were to go. But um, I, I would take, you know, like a, you know. Nice night. Crisp, crisp, cold. Crisp. Yeah, like crisp. Give me crisp. 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 Crisp is a long shot, I bet. Kansas City had a 27-0 lead in Denver, a pick six for Willie Gay in that game. But since, Patrick Mahomes has been intercepted twice, and Denver has scored once and now is on the five, first and goal, 21 seconds to go in the half. It's 27-7 Chiefs. Bills 10-3. Chiefs 9-3. Ravens 9-4, winning in Pittsburgh today with Tyler Huntley, who was concussed early in the third quarter, Anthony Brown, I believe, went in. I don't know who he is, but I think that's the name. And finished the job for the Ravens. Yeah. And I, Mitch Trubisky had to finish that game for the Steelers, he, too. Pickett left with a concussion, right? He played almost all of it, uh, yeah. Trubisky. I've been saying many times, you've, you've heard me, people don't realize every Ravens-Steelers game in history has ended 16-15. The streak <laughs> was broken today as it was 16-14. to <laughs> Denver is in the end zone again. Both touchdowns, Russell Wilson to Jerry Judy, 27-14 oh, good. late in the first half in Denver. So still a game. I think maybe it wasn't a game, and now it's the game again. Tennessee is the four seed right now, crushed today at home by Jacksonville. Crushed. Jacksonville didn't start great, eventually just dominated that game and blew out the Titans. Tennessee 7-6. and six. Cincinnati 9-4. and four. They're the five, tied with Baltimore for first place, but they um, don't have the tiebreaker. They will play the Ravens again. They beat the Browns today pretty handily. Injuries at wide receiver for Cincinnati. Tyler Boyd went out early. T. Higgins also went out, did not have a reception. Uh, ask me how I know. Miami 8-4 and four, playing tonight. Jets 7-6 and six with the loss here. Chargers-Patriots on the outside, barely 6-6 six and six with night games coming up. Do you have anything? So Bulldog and I don't watch the games together, if you don't know. In fact, some technical difficulties, and I watched the first quarter of today's game in a bar to be able to see it. That sounds fun. It wasn't. Sorry. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. I didn't really want to be in a bar. And Sorry. you think sometimes people, the, the things yelled in this bar in the first quarter of this game when the Bills were punting oh, and punting would be yeah. unbelievable. They would <laughs> yeah. break glass on this show. And I'll tell you when I see you next exactly what I mean. Just like, I mean, are we on, are we on the same planet here watching this game together and caring about it? Incredible. So, um, yeah, so we don't watch games together. Do you have anything else on this game that we have not brought up? I don't think so. Um, no, it, it, I mean, there, there, there wasn't a whole lot that was interesting uh, about, about it. It was just sort of like a workmanlike get it out of the way sort of game. 
is where is where and maybe that in and of, in and of itself is is interesting um but um no i mean you know dane jackson had a tough time early i thought he finished strong he had two good pass breakups after he was sort of becoming a problem it seemed like in this game and maybe that's like weeks running um no i i'm i'm um no i'm all right over here okay yeah yeah. I, I think there were there were a couple of interesting little things that we don't really have to dwell on. They're almost not even necessarily worthy of mention. Poyer got away with a hit out of bounds, I thought, on Garrett Wilson. I wrote that the Jets the Jets look like a team with a new quarterback. Maybe he's good in there somewhere, Mike White. He certainly was tough today coming back and he went he left the stadium in in an ambulance when the game was over. You know, internal injuries are possible. No believe in that, yeah. Right. I mean, those were pretty rough-looking hits. I don't know how good he is. Like, he was not a top prospect or anything, and I think they're great at receiver. But, like usually happens, a caller calling in to talk, talk about how he thinks the Bills are so predictable. The Jets did this one audible thing that I thought was really predictable. He's sort of stomping, and he touched his helmet, and Zonovan Knight would move to the other side, like, this is going to be your inside run. And that happened, I think, three times in this game. But I don't have to have been right. Maybe just it's a coincidence. They looked like a team with a new quarterback to me. And very, very interesting situation there. Like whether he's good enough to get them to the playoffs, even hang on to the job, and then if he is good enough to do those two things, then what? Going into next year. Like is he like the Jets quarterback then? Because Zach Wilson is still uh, a big investment. And I don't think they want to be done with him. In San Francisco, Debo Samuel, it's a really rough injury. Samuel is, is on a cart. Looks like he might be sobbing oh, on the cart as he's about to leave the field for San Francisco. I have not seen. They're up big, too, aren't they? They're up big. Pretty he got big. caught. His legs got caught underneath him and bent really, really awkwardly. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. right away, it looked terrible. I'm just getting there on red zone and the scene. All the players are around him, and like, yeah, that looks like, awful. That looks bad. Yeah, twenty-one nothing is the score. It's twenty-seven fourteen. Chiefs over the Broncos at halftime. Carolina leading in Seattle late first half, twenty to seven. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Back to the locker room next. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. It wasn't pretty, but the Buffalo Bills make it four in a row thanks to a twenty to twelve win over the New York Jets improving their record to 10-3 and on the season and keeping the inside track on the one seed. Both teams sleepwalked through the first half, 10 combined punts between the two teams before Josh Allen connected with Dawson Knox before the end of the first half. While the Jets did tie it back up out of halftime, the Bills found the lead that they wouldn't relinquish thanks to Josh Allen rushing in for a score. The Bills did hold it the rest of the way to take the win against the Jets and improved to 2-2 two and two within their own division. Allen himself had a quiet day, 16 of 27 for 147 yards and a touchdown. Allen also led the ground game with 47 yards and a score on 10 carries. It was Knox leading the Bills in receiving four catches, 41 yards, and that touchdown that ended the first half. Jets quarterback Mike White tried to battle through injury to get the Jets a comeback attempt. 27 of 44 for 268 yards despite dealing with a rib injury. He left the game in an ambulance as a precaution. Sonovan Knight, 71 yards and a touchdown on 17 carries, leading the Jets while Garrett Wilson had six catches for 78 yards. Injury news for the Bills guard Ryan Bates left this game 
in the second half and did not return to action. What's next for the Bills? Yet another divisional game. This time they host the Miami Dolphins on a Saturday night with a chance to avenge their Week 3 loss in Miami. Around the NFL, the Cowboys needed a last-minute touchdown to survive a scare from the last-place Texans. They survived 27-23. The Bengals put down the Browns 23-10. The Lions won game back in the wildcard race, winners of 5-6 of six after a 34-23 win over Minnesota. The Ravens squeaked by Pittsburgh 16-14. The Jaguars beat down the Titans 36-22, while the Eagles dominate the New York Giants 48-22. Games going on in progress right now. Halftime between the Chiefs and the Broncos. A pair of Patrick Mahomes interceptions have let Denver back into the game. It's 27-14 Kansas City over Denver at the half. 21-0 49ers over Buccaneers as 49ers receiver Debo Samuel was carted off with a leg injury. Meanwhile, as the first half is coming to a close, the Panthers hold a 20-14 lead on the Seahawks. Scores around the league brought to you by the UPS stores of Western New York. Every ing for small business, all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. For one last look at traffic, here is Neil McManus. Well, we've still got plenty of delays all around Highmark Stadium at this time. Northbound McKinley under speed from Brompton to Mile Strip. California, same goes there from Southwestern up to Mile Strip as well. The 219 northbound, we've got a fender bender just after that on-ramp from Mile Strip, uh, halfway between that and the 90, so that's slowing things down. We also have a semi off to the side of the road on the eastbound 90, uh, just past the 400 on-ramp there, so that's delaying things quite a bit as well. Uh, the 90 is going to be slow all the way from the 219 interchange to Walden. Best bets right now, South Park North, uh, minimal delays there, and Route 5, you're going to see a slight slowdown around Woodlawn, and then once again, uh, right around the Skyway, you're going to pick up a l- little bit of company, but that those two uh, avenues may be your best bets uh, heading north from the stadium. In WBEN Traffic Command, I'm Neil McManus. Traffic being brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company. From Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. Welcome back. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. 20-12, to 12, the Bills over the Jets on a wet and windy day and a cold day at the stadium. We're going back to the locker room now, hearing from Daquan Jones after A.J. Epinesa. Epinesa, then Jones. It's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Let's walk us through the final play, the final series. You had a big bat down of that as well. Uh, what, what, what's going through your mind as you guys go out there to close out the game? Um, we just know with the, with the amount of time they had left, they had to uh, take advantage of throwing the ball to be able to put points on the board. Um, and we just, you know, we had a plan all week, and then we were able to execute and um, put hands in his face, get in front of his eyes, and make it hard for him to see, let alone throw, um, and, and just make it really hard on him. What was the mindset in the defensive end room after you know found out that Von Miller's done for the season? Um, just we got to step up. We got big shoes to fill. Step up, and there's a, that, that leaves a lot of plays uh, left to be made. You know, Von's a good player. He makes a lot of plays, a lot of sacks. Um, but all the plays that he would have made are, are out for us to grab now. Now we just got to go get them and make those plays. How important was the fact that the D-line and the linebackers did make those plays today? Um, it was just crucial tonight. Um, last time we played them, I think they ran for they ran for a lot of yards, more than we allowed all year. And um, we had the most missed tackles um, of any game all season. So those were really um, putting pressure on the quarterback and tackling was um, kind of our emphasis for this week. And 
um, the guys did a really good job of swarming after the ball and, and just and putting them down tonight. And fittingly, you guys were wearing Von Miller T-shirts, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the guys were wearing those. Was that something that kind of like a, a motivator or a reminder, or what was that? That's just been something that uh, a bunch of the guys have been kind of doing all year, you know, to, kind of, to just kind of show some respect to your teammates. Uh, I think Vaughn had a Micah, Micah Hyde jersey on or a shirt on one time, and uh, we all had a Leslie Frazier one that got passed around. And uh, um, it's really for the respect of our teammates and just shows how much love we have in this locker room and on this team. What does that do for the confidence of this defensive end room moving forward? <laughs> With your first game, knowing that Vaughn's going to be out for the season, you guys come out and have a performance like that. Just what does that do for the group and the room as a whole? Um, that just gives us a whole bunch of confidence. I mean, we all believe in each other, believe in ourselves, that we can go out there and win these one-on-ones, win a 2v1 and make big plays. Um, but now that things have kind of unfolded the way they have, you know, we just have that much more belief in each other that I have so much confidence in Greg, Boogie, and Crane, Shaq to uh, – to you know, get out there, make a big play whenever it's needed. I don't, I don't have any doubt in any single one of them, including our D tackles too. I mean, that's just how, what it is. How much respect you have for Mike White after all those shots that he took to keep coming back and being uh, a gamer? I mean, I guess he's pretty tough for that. I guess taking a couple big shots. Deshaun mm-hmm. has talked about, you know, he's been very blunt about it that you guys got to step up, you Greg and Boogie, not, and especially with with Vaughn out. I know it's just one game, but do you feel like at least today you guys showed that? Yeah, I mean, if it, I mean, we're always looking to improve, um, but as far as today, we're we're happy with how we played, um, but we're not satisfied. You had the um, the first fumble recovery. Kind of walk me through that play. What'd you see? Um, came off the ball, double team there, and um, but Greg Greg did a good job of beating the guy on the edge and came over and stacked fumble and. Just saw the ball and dove on it. So, great, great, great thing. We, we were preaching all week how we needed more turnovers on defense. And to come out there and get that, and especially in our, in our room in the D-line, was huge. Can you take us into the last five days, what it's been like for your group in particular, and the way and your kind of first impressions of the way that especially these young guys came out and responded to some adversity? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough when you lose a, a player like Vaughn, obviously, right? And um, But at the same time, we're all very conf- confident in our ability to go out there and, and affect the passer and, and stop the run. And um, just to see everyone this week kind of like, you know, put the extra effort in and go into the meeting and, and watch more film and stay longer and just do the little stuff right, uh, I think it showed up a, a lot today of a confidence builder is to see the results, reap the rewards of the work, and, and see one week in, or I guess two now, how you guys can look without Vaughn? I mean, it's huge. I mean, I, I, I think it gives everyone, again, this confidence going into next week and knowing that we can go out there and do this, especially for the young guys. And I'm just happy they all went out there and played well today. And, you know, we got the win, and now on to the Miami. Like took a lot of licks and was kind of surprised to see him come back out there. I mean, just, you know, kind of what did you – any sense uh, – that he was uh, hurting a little by the end. I mean, I wasn't worried about that, but you know, just a, you know, a testament to his heart and, and his competitive to go back there and play and you know try to win his team the game. Um, but you know, we we just uh, knew we had to do go out there and keep rushing and keep trying to get to the quarterback and get many hits as, uh, as possible. And then, what did you think of? You, you might have been asked, but Greg Greg Rousseau and his just overall impact. Today. I mean, yeah, I mean, his, his growth is unbelievable, and every week he uh, he puts the work in for sure in practice and. Uh, you can see him over there working on the stuff he wants to work on in the game, and, and to see it show up, it just—it's it, a huge testament to his character. Shaq always has plenty of juice going yeah. into the game. He said it was this was the Jets, so he had a little, yeah. a little extra yeah, to yeah. prove. Could you feel that? Yeah, for him, it's a little more personal than everybody else. But um, the, him to go out there and get a sack like he did—I mean, you know—we're all excited for him and happy for him, and uh, just happy it played out that way. How nice was it to get back in front of these fans? It's been a month since you guys played here. I know. I mean, it, it really felt like our first home game of the year. You know what I mean? But uh, it, it was great to be out there and. 
I mean, that fan base is just crazy. You know, being able, able to experience that for the first time this year uh, fully and um, just be out there and, you know, whenever I make a play, offense, defense, I mean, it, it erupts. And, man, it feels like you're back in college all over again. So, I mean, I loved it. There it is, A.J. Epinesa and then Daquan Jones, big part of the defensive performance today as the Bills hold down the New York Jets 20-12. and 12. Bills 10-3, and 3, Jets 7-6. and 6. Still in a playoff spot. We'll see what happens with the Chargers tonight and the Patriots tomorrow night, each of whom can also get to that same record with wins. Chargers at home against the Dolphins tonight, New England at Arizona. The Dolphins will be here Saturday night. That's when we'll talk again, at least in terms of on the network. After games, or actually, we won't be on Saturday night. Why did I even say that? There will be a post-game show. Bulldog and I are available weekday afternoons on WGR, our flagship station. Thanks for being with us tonight. Bills 20, Jets 12. Have a good night. This is Buffalo Bills football. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.